All right, guys, big episode of the Nordies Podcast. We can't wait for Dave. We discuss Jordan Peele's next move, rewatch the comedy classic Old School, and we hang in her bang it. Let's go. Here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with the one and only Jimmy Channels. How you doing, Jim? What up? Not much. <laughs> just, just recording a podcast. How about you? Just recording a podcast with my friend Jimmy Channels. All Sounds right, guys. Good. We have a big episode for you guys here. Lots to talk about this week. Um, but until we get, or before we get to that, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Nordy's Podcast and subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcast from and get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free thanks appreciate that all right jim what are we drinking today all right dude this is a weird one um this is one that comes back every year and i know you like this beer a lot i do all right this is the malo from modest so a double marshmallow and vanilla lager tasty kind of sweet easy to drink it's a fun beer i love this beer yeah thanks for picking this one up there was a bunch of like new beers that would have been really exciting to try, but I saw this and I had already made up my mind. But then I, I said, if I don't find anything better, I'll get this. But then I poked a hole in every other beer. Yeah, <laughs> I said, nah, <laughs> fuck that. Like, well, 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 well. All right. I love I it. I just glad. wanted to get this one. This is one we've had probably twice before on here, but I love this beer. I think that there's not enough flavored lagers. I totally agree. It's just like there's flavored every other kind of beer. Lagers, I don't know. We get plain lagers all the time. Which is fine, too. Which is fine. Like, give me a craft lager. I'm into yeah. it. But might, might as well add some, like, flavor to it that doesn't, like, weigh it down either, right? Also, I'm the biggest sucker for marshmallow flavor, which I've said many times. But mm-hmm. it almost always sucks. Yeah. Like, almost always is, is done poorly. This is so mellow uh, oh, that wow. I actually really like it in this beer. So it's more of a mellow than a marsh. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, I, I do too. All right, uh, lots to talk about today. Um, we're going to start with Do We Care, and we have to start with a show that we love here on the Nordies Podcast. We were on this thing from day one, and that is Dave. Dave. We, we got a teaser for Dave. It's coming out in a couple of weeks. It's coming out on April 5th, season three. Um, what did you think of the teaser? I laughed my ass off. It, lo- it looks so good. It looks so good. I like what they're doing with it. Like, he's touring. So good. That's a great basis for a season. His first tour. He's touring. He is seemingly a little out of control. I was pumped to see his exes back. Yeah, I like her. I love her. Actually, I think that they have, like, one of my favorite relationships. It feels, like, kind of real. She's, like, a school teacher, and he's, like... A white rapper. <laughs> I had to look up if they if it was the real girl he dated. That's how like authentic it felt. She's actually dating or married to one of the writers and directors. Oh, but yeah. in like yeah, happy that she's back. She's great. Um, I don't know. I think that this show is full of stars. Yeah, and and I think the show has been kind of a star maker, and I love that. I can't wait for this season. I think that. They've done a good job of of switching up like where the action happens, yeah, and what happens on this show. So, how about that that joke at the end where like you know the the production assistant is bringing around some coffees and is like, yeah, got a latte for Jew, yeah, and like he's like <laughs> looks around and he's like starts to approach to grab it, and then like 
a Korean guy yeah. <laughs> walks behind him and takes it. It's like, oh fuck. <laughs> it looks it looks awesome. I, I'm really excited about this. If you guys haven't watched uh the first two seasons of Dave, it's it's I mean, at, at worst it's inconsistent and at best mm-hmm. it's um brilliant. Brilliant and one of the best comedies I've seen. I mean, legitimately funny, heartfelt stuff, real stuff. Um, a ton of fun guest stars that pop up in like a way that makes sense because he's in the music industry. So can make like you can make you cry of laughter or sadness. Yeah. Um, it has some absolutely legendary characters. Yeah. I I can't wait. I think this is huge news. I think it will be. Um, when is it ever going to get some respect? Like it's not even nominated for Golden Globes for comedy. It should be. I think this year could be different. I think it looks really good. I think they're figuring some things out. I would say that behind Succession, it's the show I'm the most excited about in the near future. That's uh, that's amazing. That's impressive. Ahead of a lot of good shows. Yeah, for sure. So we care a lot. We care a lot about Dave. We do. Absolutely. All right, how about this? Denzel Washington will be the star or a star in the new uh, Gladiator sequel. Yeah. How about this? So Gladiator sequel, I don't think, this is Ridley Scott. Okay. Writing it, directing it. Did he it. make so the it, first one? Yes. I mean, okay. and you, you this was a this was an Eric Eviscerates that it you was, loved. And I loved it. You did not have to eviscerate it. I went into it with with um ready to hate it. Yep. I was prepared to think <laughs> it was terrible. It um it did something that I think is a true um like it's true art in movie making. Okay. Or or in, in making a, a show. It it's you make something that's violent without being gross. Mm. And I think that that's really difficult. Like, I know some people love the movie magic of of violence, mm-hmm. but I think that there's a real skill to something feeling so damaging and disturbing without it just being like a gore fest. Yeah. I couldn't believe that, how they did that. It right. was incredible. Um, it was such a spectacle. It was uh, an incredible and a beautiful story. I was mesmerized the whole time. I love it. I don't know that so really Scott reset still our expectations. Has it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it didn't. He didn't necessarily had it when when he revisited his Alien franchise. Although you actually really liked those movies too, or at least the first one, the first one, Covenant. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited for this, and it is. I mean, to get Denzel's fantastic. You do kind of wonder in Rome how he comes to be as a, a man. It must be from Africa or something. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of, you know, they can't just have him probably play somebody that isn't historically accurate somewhat. i wonder i i mean i don't know exactly i should be able to be better at this but i don't know when gladiator was but it could be it was, like the punic wars well i don't know what that means and but that's it like that's cool. like um carthage which is like an african kingdom oh, okay. attacking and coming over the alps with war elephants what yeah it'd be kind of is sick. that what 300 was based off of no no okay because no. they had elephants but that was probably fake that was fake yeah. um all right, I'm excited for this. I do care a lot. I think about the guy's this. name was Hannibal. Maybe he's playing Hannibal. Oh, that'd be sick. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know how they're going to tie it in. Um, I don't know. They have a, like a, like this younger white actor that's going to co-star, um, Paul Mescal something or whatever. Uh, so I don't know what his character is going to be. But dude, I definitely care about this. Um, I don't think he, Ridley Scott would have. He doesn't just make shit for money. He's doing just fine. So you must really believe in this, which makes me excited for it. Yeah, so Rome won the Punic Wars over Carthage, and it was fought against Hannibal. 
and yeah, it's like 2,100 years ago. Okay. And it would fit. There was a Coliseum at that time and shit? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yeah. And I think it'd be perfect. It'd be really cool. That could be it. What yeah. if you guessed it? I'd be I, really impressed. Yeah. Once we actually know the casting, we're going to have to revisit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I care. Um, I care too. I mean, I I have some real doubts about Ridley Scott at this point. Sure. Um, he makes beautiful movies, but I don't know that he makes interesting movies anymore. We shall see. We shall. Um, how about this? The Fairley Brothers are making a new movie with Jack Black. So this is gonna suck, right? What what did the what have the Fairley Brothers done? Give me give me Dumb some. and Dumber. Okay. Um, me myself and Irene. Mm-hmm. Um. Bubble Boy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, it's been a while. No, they had a couple ones. Uh, liar, Liar, maybe. Probably not. They were like peak silliness, late 90s comedies. Um, they maybe did something about Mary. I think they did that okay, one. Okay, okay. Okay, so they have some, Yeah, they have some big movies. So some big hits. Yeah, I mean, the Fairley Brothers used to be like just massive, you know, like the number one go-to, yeah. you know, Phil Miller, Chris Lord type of shit yep. is now... Um, and I love Jack Black and this is going to be a silly Christmas movie R rated. I think people like R rated Christmas movies. Yes, they do. They do well. Like Violent Night did well, even though I tried to watch it and it did suck. I think that like the, the reason is because Christmas is so stressful. Yeah. Even if you love it, even if you love every second and you embrace the stress and the whole circus of it's like, of I it. love Christmas, but those are the most stressed out people that they say are. they love they it. They do. They are. Because they put a lot of pressure. And so I think that that is like, um, like the subconscious feeling that people get from Christmas mm-hmm. is like these crazy R rated things that happen. Okay. And so I think people, um, like to kind of embrace that side of Christmas. I, I say, I'll say this though. People love bad Santa. Yeah. I don't love bad Santa. It's okay. I think it's like kind of gross and nobody to root for. And yeah, it's a bunch of like evil people. And then the wooden pickle kid. Yeah. Who just gets shit on the whole time. <laughs> just brutally the whole time. So I don't love that one, but we'll see about this. I mean, I do love Jack Black. I think he's so talented, but he hasn't really starred in besides like Panda. The Kung yeah, Fu Panda that's movies. That's a serious which franchise. Though. He's fucking good in those movies and those movies are underrated, but yeah, I don't know. He mostly just tours with Tenacious D and fucks around, which is fantastic. But I do care a little okay, bit. Okay, um, how about this? Willow canceled at, D, D, D plus. at Disney+. Plus. Um, not surprised, no, I guess. No, I, I wasn't going to I liked it. the movie. Like, I haven't seen it in a long time, okay? I'll admit don't, that. Don't watch it again. Don't watch it. Just hold on to the memories. Hold on to the memories and keep thinking you like it. <laughs> okay. Um I tried to watch the series and I quit after four episodes. I thought it was pretty boring. Uh, some really cool characters, some bad characters, but I guess I'm not super surprised here. And I am glad that they announced it soon because I was thinking, damn, should I just try to knock this shit out? And now I don't have to. It's kind of like Dark. Or not Dark. We love Dark. Um, 1899 when they yes, announced yes. the cancellation. I'm like, sweet. I don't have to slog yeah. through this thing. Hell yeah. So, I do care in that I don't have to watch the rest of season one. Let it die. Let it die. Kill it if you must. Yeah. All right. How about this? The Last of Us. Yeah. Just wrapped up season one. Correct. People loved it. One of the shows of the year so far. Yes. Uh, It it sounds like uh, the second season 
isn't going to drop until late 2024 or early 2025. Holy shit. That's kind of the HBO thing right now. Just it's like two years between seasons of everything. I hate that. And I'm kind of like, what the fuck are these people all doing? I mean, I know that maybe it's hard to lock up. Uh, uh, what's his name? Pedro? Pedro. Yeah. He's in everything. But in, in He's Thrones, hardly in Mandalorian, though. In Thrones? What the hell is anybody doing on that show? They're just waiting for the next season of, of that. I know. So we're not getting <laughs> we're not getting Thrones forever. We're not getting Last of Us forever. Thanks, Discovery. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there. It does kind of suck. You'd think that, like, I don't know. They could move around a There's a Is there a chance they want the main actress, Bella to grow up a little bit because there's going to be a big time jump and you maybe don't there know is. that. Yes. I didn't, I didn't know that. No. Yeah. There's going to be a time jump. And so it's even been controversial if she should still say, stay the same actress. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. And I, I think that she totally can like, okay. yeah, they, they aged her down for this role quite a bit. Okay. So they age her up five years and you're good or whatever it yeah. is. Um, but I, I don't think that's the reason I just, I don't know. They're just taking their time with productions these days. They don't rush it. I mean, that sucks. It does. It's like the shows. But but you know what? TV shows are just the gift that keeps on giving. Because mm-hmm. there's always something cool and new coming up. So I know. I, I'd, I, I'll be more excited about two or three projects before then than I am about season two anyway. Okay, so. so here's a random question for you. Yeah. What was the one um, show, movie, series, whatever, that you were the most bummed when it came to an end? Like when it finally ended, yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, because I mean, it just ended so perfectly, and Harry you just Potter, know there's nothing left. Harry Potter ending, I was just like, man, <sighs> end of an era, like so sad. And you know, they did the two part finale, uh, and so you, and the part one finale was total teaser. It's like one of those things where you can't wait for it to happen, and then when it happens, you don't want it to end. Yeah, that's how I felt. You're right. And then Endgame. You know, Endgame, yeah. Okay. Endgame was like, oh, they're really wrapping this up. I mm-hmm. just don't want, you know, and you knew there was more coming, but we were right to be a little bit nervous about what that was yeah, and what like, it this means. This was perfect. And... I hope they don't open the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could really fuck things up. Yeah, it did. Um, how about this? What's up? Shadow and Bone. Yeah. Is it out yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think season two is Are out. Are you going to watch this? Uh, I'm, de- I'm going to start it. I'm definitely going to try it. Um, I watched all of season one. I thought it was like pretty creative, uh, kind of a mix between young adult and just adult level. Um, some fun characters, some cheesy CG, some good CG. Uh, I kind of care about the world they built. It's like kind of steampunky and like a giant rift has opened in the middle of it. I think we got the answer of why that rift opened up like kind of too soon. Yeah. at the end of season one yeah, to be like I, I Ben Barnes is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. That was like, man, they could have like planted a couple seeds and kept us guessing for a season or two on that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm going to watch a few episodes of the new season and I'll report back. Is that, does that work for you? It does. It does. Okay. Um, here's my hot take. Yeah. Uh, Shadow and Bone is um, just cheaper camera. Uh, <laughs> this is harsh. <laughs> okay. It's cheaper camera. Um lord of the rings tv show <laughs> really yeah and um, i mean that's a real insult to the lord of the Rings show yeah i know you're trying to you're actually really elevating uh, 
Shadow and Bone with this I kind of am. Yeah. But it it kind of is telling a pretty similar story. It is. And you know what, though? Shadow and Bone was more fun. It was. And what are you watching TV for? Entertainment, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't... I, I... I mean, in I a think way, Shadow and Bone was more successful. In that my way. entire like, test for for television is, um, am I distracted? Mm-hmm. So actually, sometimes what I do is I like intentionally set myself up to be distracted. Okay. So, so I'll you be got like, your laptop. Yeah, I'll be like, some work to do maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be like, I'm gonna watch this movie or I'm gonna watch this TV show. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of see how I respond. My phone's out. My laptop's out. Whatever. I'm like. I'm scrolling through stuff. Maybe I'm shopping. Ooh. You know, I'm doing something else. I'm doing, I'm put doing some work. And then good shows and good movies, I stop. I don't look at my computer. It starts timing out. You get just, oh. I don't look at my phone. I'm not looking at things. I'm like behind on checking things or something, you know, like some I, text messages yeah. start to build up. Yes. Oh. And that's like, oh man, this is really good. I like that. Or I'm like, yep, I knew this was going to be a snooze. I'm looking at my fucking computer. <laughs> <laughs> at least I got that uh, those new pants I wanted. Yeah, exactly. So I do think that that is kind of something that I I find myself doing. Yeah. And um, the entire time I watched the Lord of the Rings show, I was on my phone. Yeah, I can tell when we, you t- you talked about it. You're like, it was scary that I didn't know the major plot points. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. I said, hmm, I was fine. Yeah. And then when I talked to people about it, they were like, yeah, remember when this huge event happened? And I'm like... Nope. I must have been. No, I me. was looking at my phone. I'm trying to find my credit card for my <laughs> my jeans. Uh I, I like that that um Lord of the Rings was so disappointing that six months later I'm going at it. Yeah. You're still <laughs> after it. All right, so how about this? Here's news I don't think you've heard yet. Oh. Jordan Peele, fourth film. Okay. Coming Christmas twenty twenty four. Okay. Christmas. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Is it a Christmas know. movie? I hope not. I hope not. I hope not. What if he's uh what if he's directing the Jack Black thing for the Fairly Brothers? Okay, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um okay, I just I'm excited no matter what. I if it's Christmas, I hope it's interesting. I'm I'm sure it'll be something that's never been done before. Uh I think he's only getting better. I've I got think a confession that Dope to make. was awesome. I've got a confession. Or to nope, make. excuse me. What's up? I didn't watch the second one. The second movie? Yeah. That he did? Yeah. Um, us. Yeah, why not? I don't know. It's pretty good. I didn't watch it. I liked it a little bit less than the first, and not as much as you, the third. You went and saw it when we were in Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. I and didn't. What go. the hell were you doing? I think I was um like prepping were, to you, get married or something. I think that you saw that there was scissors <laughs> in the <laughs> in the poster. I said, mm, I don't and you're like, know about hmm, that. where's the best place for scissors to go yeah, in a horror thought, movie? Right I, in the neck. Yeah, that's how I was feeling. And I think that probably happened multiple times. Yeah. So maybe that's for the best. I, I think everyone came back and was like, you would hate that movie. And I was like, good. It was like, perfect. That's why I didn't go. Didn't go. Um, no, I liked it. And I thought it was fun. And it, it had some social things to say. Not as much as the first one, but... Uh, I'm excited. What did man. you like I mean, the first movie or the third movie better? I liked I liked Nope a lot, a lot, just a lot. I, think I thought I, I just had a big smile on my face the whole time. Thought it was so fun, so interesting, so different, twisty. What good was the first one called? First one was Get Out, and I liked that. But that thing had so much hype. How about this? I think that Get Out was more like earth shattering, mm-hmm. but Nope was better. Yeah, like I th- I think that. When I saw Get Out, it like rocked my world. Like I had not seen a movie like it before. Okay. 
Like I just kept being like, this is so creative and so different. And it's like now he's kind of like made this genre of like this weird kind of like funny horror. A lot of social like commentary. Social commentary, you know, like this whole like weird genre that he's kind of like created for himself. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as is like earth shattering as it did. Right. But I think he is probably better at making movies than he was. I I totally agree. Um, <clears throat> I'll I'll say that this is like for somebody that really doesn't want to be put in a box like Jordan Peele, he keeps making uh, kind of horror-ish movies, although Nope was the least horror of them, right? Um, maybe this one's totally different, dude. You'd think he'd do a straight-up comedy at some point, you know, or just a drama. I don't know. Maybe that's what we're getting next, but it's fun to follow him, man. Everything he makes is, like, must pay attention to and must watch, so I am excited. I think that... Um like his interviews are like mesmerizing to me. He's so smart. He's brilliant. And when he talks about like how to make a comedy and how to make a horror movie are like the same thing. Yeah. And that you start out like at a million on absurd Mm -hmm. and then you keep dialing it back and dialing it back and dialing it back. And that's how you like get to this like perfect, just hectic, Mm -hmm. happy medium. Yeah. And so I think, think he's making things that nobody else really is yeah and i kind of feel like i'm i'm waiting for like all of the copycats yeah i mean we, i think we did compare something to it i, I don't remember what, what that, it was that felt like it should have belonged in there yeah well they've they've straight up made some real copycat stuff like they made like amazon made a show called them right after us mm. had been popular for a while and it was you know so i, I would say one is severance is probably one that took some real um, mm-hmm. like influence from what Jordan Peele was doing. I could definitely. It's kind see of that. silly. It's kind of like you can't really define what's going on. It feels so ridiculous, mm-hmm. but it's kind of talking about the world that we live in. Yeah. And so I think they kind of probably that's had, probably it. that's a lot of that's a good one. They that's probably had one. some real influence from what he was doing. Yeah. When I hear um, Jordan Peele do these interviews, he feels to me like Quentin Tarantino when he does the interviews. Because he he has like a reason for everything he does, and he's like he's such a student of the game. Yeah, and is like, well, I did this because that's what they did. You know, Vincent D'Onofrio did it in <laughs> 1992s, whatever. And you're like, oh shit, that's cool. Yeah, like he just has a reason for everything, and everything's very intentional. Smart, smart fuckers, dude, for sure. Yeah, he's he's great, and like, uh, okay, so you you are also a student of the game. Uh, sure. You love movies. You always have. You right. know about more about directors and producers and things than I. I mean, I know more now than I ever did. But because yeah, through the pod, baby. But still, I, I like. I'm like, what have they done before about everything? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that like his start is like on par with other great directors? Well, when we did the rewatch and we had Fincher, yeah, his start was so fucking hot mm-hmm. that I I feel like that's a pretty good comparison, right? Is Fincher? Yeah, I okay, mean, with yeah. Seven and Fight Club, and you're yeah. like, oh my God, who is this person? And in a way, I, I know that Jordan Peele is way more, uh, has has a lot more, I think he's going to have more longevity, because he's writing these too. Mm-hmm. So it's like the hot start of him with Quentin Tarantino, who writes and directs. Yeah. So he's like a hybrid of that. I mean, how is that not going to be an absolute legend of of tv and and film i think also though like there's gonna be a point where he cools off 
make something that and then isn't he goes like a Christmas comedy movie. for a little bit. Yeah, maybe because he's obviously proven he can do. Jordan comedy. Peele's hilarious. I mean, like Key and Peele. Key and Peele. It was one of the greatest set comedy shows ever. So yeah, um, that could be interesting. I hope that you know. I don't. I don't really know what I want from him next. I want what he's going to give us. It's one of those things. Like just do it. I want just another wacky idea. Yeah, I think like if I had to pick what he were was going to make, it would be something that like, um. Like, what if, how about if they did, like, what if the Illuminati was real, but it just sort of makes fun of all the people that think the Illuminati is real? Like, how, like, you always say, like, you really think that the Illuminati is going to let, like, Jay-Z in when they're new money? You know what I mean? Fuck. This is, that was so perfect. (laughs) Um, How about, yeah, it's, how about, it's, like, how hard it is for a young, insanely wealthy, famous black celebrity to to get get into the Illuminati. (laughs) Yes. He's got to fight against institutional racism uh, as he's trying to rule the world. Oh my god, this is so good. God, we could write it. It would suck. Maybe let's just email Jordan Peele with it. Oh, Maybe he sees it and runs with it. That's really. We'll good. get a writing cred. That's really good. <laughs> I love that. I was gonna give ideas, and now I won't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Workshop them for next time. <laughs> I am out because that was too perfect. All right, how about this? Um, we're gonna talk about another famous director. Um, that's Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. Okay, he makes weird shit, right? Yeah, he makes brilliant Oscar-winning movies, too. So he yeah. is going to make a Frankenstein movie. Cool. And it is uh, supposedly going to have Mia Goth, mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield, and Oscar Isaac. Cool. That's So Mia Goth, don't know her character, maybe like Mary Shelley, like the housekeeper. Okay. Um, Oscar Isaac, clearly going to be Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And then the the wacky haired, you know, think of like a frizzy, skinny scientist will be Dr. Frankenstein with Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah. That's got to be it. I think that's really fun. That'll be awesome. We haven't had a good Frankenstein movie in a long time. Um, do you ever see like Robert De Niro's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? No. Or have you ever seen like... Like none of it. None of these. I don't even know the story of Frankenstein really. I read the book. Was it fun? It's free. You know, because it's was been it, 95 years or whatever. So Was it good? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, he makes the motherfucker. He, you know, <laughs> he digs up bodies, stitches them together. It's got a weird ending. Of course, he's like, in this, you know, the monster has no name. He's not Frankenstein. He's like, he doesn't have a name. He's the doctor is Frankenstein. Okay. And of course, he gets out. And then um, the townspeople all chase after him. And I think they kill him or something. But. Uh, yeah, it's, really, it's just should. like a really sad story. As though. they like, should. It's just like it's just sad. Like Frankenstein wasn't a bad guy. He just was a fucking he he had already died monster. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, time to move on to hot wrecks and not wrecks. Okay, okay. What do you got? Um, I want to actually touch on one from last week. Okay, a little follow up. Yeah, a little follow up. Um, I watched the Luther Rising Sun movie, Fallen Sun, Fallen Sun, right. And and I Netflix? loved it. Yes, I loved yes. it. It was how good so, was the villain? I mean, this movie is dark. <laughs> yes, so dark. It was um, it was a little bit. Uh, it 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 wanted to be, girl with the dragon tattoo, mm-hmm. and 
Bond. Yes. And I really love like those both things. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> it maybe wasn't as good as either of no, those. No, it wasn't. Things. It wasn't. But it was. It was. Um, I knew it was going to be your Venn diagram for you. That's why oh I, I wrecked gosh. it for you. It was so good. I love Luther. I love Idris Elba. He's um, so magnetic. He's he, so good. He is this character. I need more of him. I like when he like. I like a big motherfucker. So mm-hmm. when they win in a fight scene, mm-hmm. you're like, well, yeah, he's huge. Of course, he won. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really believe in his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is kind of like tough and brave and willing to bend any law yeah. to get to like find justice. Right. I really thoroughly believed in what he was doing. The villain is so scary and psycho that it's unbelievable. Right. Like, I mean, he's done crazy mocap stuff. He's played Gollum. He's played monkeys. He's played Snoke. He's done, you know, and it's nice to see him. In he's in Black Panther, you know, as he's so so evil. Yeah, in this movie, he's he's just horrifyingly evil. And this movie, um, I'm I'm trying not to spoil things for people here, okay? But I'm gonna tell you maybe something that will make you watch it if you're on the fence. Okay. If if people don't believe us as to why they should watch it, and and, and let let me just say that, like we said last week, Mm -hmm. I didn't watch Luther. I've never seen a minute of Luther. I watched this movie and Mm -hmm. loved it. Yeah, I liked Luther, and I think this movie, you don't even need to watch the show. It's felt separate. Yeah. Um, but what I'll say is this. in We're so used to um, someone goes missing, and then they get rescued eventually. Mm-hmm. Not in this movie. <laughs> Lots of the people who go missing die horrible deaths. Yeah. Lots of lot them. Of people and this is not really a spoiler. It just is. It's early and often in this movie. Mm-hmm. People that they're trying to save. Don't get saved. Like quite a few of them. Right. And I felt like that raised the stakes of this movie to a place that was different than all of its competitors. Mm-hmm. I love this. Didn't I... it feel a little bit like Seven too? With oh, kind of yeah. how elaborate oh, yes. and mastermind and all that stuff. Like, yeah. I felt like he was kind of girl with the dragon tattoo meets Bond as a character. Right. And I felt like, yeah, Seven is great. It's the the just like this how sadistic the the villain was. Right. Not like physically intimidating, but like as a step ahead always. Like he's, planned he's everything so out. So planned and-, and he he lacks so much humanity mm-hmm. and he doesn't care about anything. He just wants people to suffer is really scary. Yeah. This movie was really dark, really violent, and just awesome. Yeah. Hot wreck. Yeah, hot wreck. It's and on it's Netflix. Not perfect. It's on fucking Netflix. Yeah, just go watch you it. You don't have to go to the theater. <laughs> Guys, it's going to be. It's an Idris Elba movie that was given to you for free. It's going to be fucking Wednesday night this week. <laughs> just watch the damn movie. <laughs> It's Wednesday night. What else are you going to do? You're not oh doing shit. Oh my gosh, you have to play Call of Duty or something. Like, shut the game off and watch this Luther movie. It's <laughs> awesome. It, it was really good. I'm so happy to hear that. Okay, how about this? You've been watching a show called Swarm. Swarm. Yeah, S-W-A-R-M. Swarm. Um, you know, it had popped up a couple times on Amazon, which is where it's on. Uh, I think that they have seven episodes out. That might be the whole series. I didn't know much about it until I started watching it. And I'm like, well, this is really interesting. And it's produced and written by Donald Glover and his brother. Okay. So we should already be paying some attention. Yeah, that makes me feel like I'm in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's like um, it's like a super fan in this. And, the, you know, they start out at the beginning almost like Fargo did, right? Where yeah. it's like 
this is this is a true story. You know, the names have been changed to protect those of the died. Yep. They say something like that of like this. This is all based on facts. Like whatever. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of not. But they've taken events from around pop star like super fans, like creepy stuff that they've done, and kind of all combined it into one character. Okay. And this girl is like obsessed with a, essentially like a Beyonce. Okay. Right. And so instead of the beehive, it's the swarm. Okay. So that's why you get the title. Um, it's very violent. It's very surprising. It's very like real and gritty. It has like some just like really great like black female characters. You don't always see that. Or sometimes yeah. you see them kind of like, you know, pushed in and maybe it's like a white writer that doesn't really get it anyways and they're just there because, yeah. you know, not doing the most with them. Mm-hmm. This is like a bunch of black girls just crushing. I really like the show. I haven't even looked and seen like if other people like it. I just think it's really interesting. And I've watched four episodes. It feels like Atlanta. This feels like and a, that it's kind of like weird, a, like a Jimmy channels exclusive. This could be, mm-hmm. this could be, I could be onto something. You've here. had a few of those it, over the years. You have, we've, we've you've had, had a couple, couple big time stranger ones. things would be notable. Oh, I think like severance was severance was like, but dude, I will say this. I've watched two episodes and I didn't text you immediately to go yeah, watch it. True. So it's, Cause it's, when you watch severance, you couldn't even explain it to me. I was like, I don't know. I just watched one episode. Did you just need to watch it too? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I don't even know how to describe it. You just need to watch and it. And you're like, whatever. And then by the time you text me back, I'm like, no, I've watched three episodes. Watch it now. <laughs> and it just changed everything. Um, so I don't know about this. I don't know if this is that, but it's definitely entertaining. And it's, you know, got social commentary in there. And it's got like, you know, a really atypical black female lead who I think does an awesome job. So I don't know. This is like an early wreck. Okay. But I've only watched four. four episodes, and I'll probably just knock it out. Okay. How about this? We both have been watching Mandalorian. Right. Season three. Season three. Three episodes out. I would describe it so far as some ups and downs. <laughs> is there a show more inconsistent? Um, if it, Succession is like always exactly perfect, mm-hmm. what is this? I think it's Filoni's Star Wars universe, just in general. Yeah. I think, like, everything outside of Andor has been this level of inconsistent. Yeah. I think that um, Boba Fett, I think Mandalorian, and I think um, Kenobi or whatever, Obi-Wan, Kenobi show. Yeah. I think all three of them have been the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yeah. And And we can't forget that, like, everybody's, like, obsessed with Mando. They love it. Just remember that in season one, and especially season two, there were just bad, stupid episodes that yeah. sucked. I think that the problem with Mandalorian is they're trying to use it as like a catalyst to tell a lot of different stories, mm-hmm. right? Like, in this Mandalorian universe, he's on this mission, and his missions at this point are pretty locked in and good. Yeah. Like, pretty much everything he's doing feels important. Is he and- still trying to find a home for Baby Yoda? No. Grogu, they're just buddies. He's his Grogu caretaker. had to decide between like a lightsaber and the, like the ma- the yeah chainmail stuff. The yeah, and he picked the the best car. Yeah, best car stuff. So okay, so, so they're he, buddies. They're just together. Now. Which, I mean, I I do like that he can hold his own a little bit. Yeah, that has changed everything. That has helped. That has helped a lot. But see, like episode he, two, I watched with a giant smile on my face. Oh, so good. I was like, wow, this is some of the most fun, and you know, not best. 
Not best. Not just best. most fun. Just most fun. It's about as fun as television can get. That's what I thought. And mm-hmm. then episode three comes, and I'm like, all right, they're clearly trying to do something different here. I don't they're know if I care. They're trying to do something important, and I, I think it's a problem in storytelling and not in story. Yeah. So I, I actually think that this story is going to be really important and interesting. Okay. Um, so I, I believe what they're trying to do here is they're trying to tell you kind of like how the sequels um, were able to happen, like how how the Emperor was able to come back. Yeah, they had two giant leaps in those sequels that really annoyed the hell out of me. And yes. one of them was the fact that all of a sudden we're back and there's a First Order and it's just like the Empire... We don't really know. It rose from the ashes. Okay, yep. that's all they said. All right, yeah. fine. And we accept it. And then the other one was that famous line from uh, Poe Dameron where he's like, somehow Palpatine returned. That's it. That's all we had. So they're I trying to explain those, those two, two things. things are going to get explained. And it's going to be really interesting. I think they're going to do a beautiful job. I hope they connecting... retcon the fuck out of it to the point where we... Like like the like the sequels stories. better, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I think that's, that's stupid, but I get it. No, I think that's what's going to happen. I think we're going to really like those stories. Yeah. But my problem is, is that they should be telling these stories over a season mm-hmm. instead of giving it like forty straight minutes of like characters I don't give a fuck about. Yeah. That's what like they that did. That doctor was in like one scene, oh and I was like, "That guy sucked." Gosh. And now we got a whole. They were like, "Hey, um, they had to they had to do a flashback to like a random scene where I saw one of the characters in it. Yeah, wouldn't have remembered her from anywhere. She yeah. looks like she's trying to play Casey from the Challenge. If anything. oh my god, hey, hey, that's a that's a <laughs> reference I get now. <laughs> she does look just like yeah, Casey. She does, but but she's not important to the show. Not yeah, at all. not at all. Now she supposedly is. And the doctor's back, and they are like, oh, we're part of this program. Let's waste 20 minutes on it. Yeah. What? So I guess, I mean. Why couldn't this have been just put into each of the episodes in small just cut in. little chunks where That's we what cut they do there with, for five yeah. minutes on each episode, and instead, um, we had to have like a 40-minute session of these characters trying to make me care about them. Yeah. I don't. I know where they're going. I think it will be interesting. I hated the like actual story that they tried to tell me in this episode the presentation of it yep yeah boring it was and then people for people to be like this is mandorally whatever like this is like an episode of of andor yeah and i'm like yeah but andor was fucking awesome andor was like cool and interesting this was like hey do you guys have some time for some retconning (laughs) and i was like depends on how smart you are about placing it gently into this show how much do you value my time and they're like not at all and i'm like i'll still watch i'm like god I was like like sighing and like complaining watching okay. this. I was like annoyed with this episode. And then I, I signed on the internet and I saw these like big accounts being like, man, this episode of Mandalorian was so cool and interesting. Can't believe they're doing all this great work. And I was like, did we watch the same show? Yeah. I thought that shit was no, boring. No, I saw, I saw like audience score for the episode is, is really low. Ugh, um, so dull. Yeah, it was dull. Um, there was, you know, some cool things that were like, you know, we learned a lot about the planet that, what was it? Great. What's a city? It's the whole, whole planet is a city. I don't even know. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so stupid. I was tuned the fuck um, out on this episode. And also, um, the thing is, is that they have absolutely uh, found the recipe for what people like. Yeah. It's Mando and Grogu going on a crazy ass adventure, adventure and then connecting with other Star Wars characters that you know. 
<laughs> can they do it? Just do it every week. Who cares? That's all. It's not that serious of they're a like, fucking show. They're like, uh, Mando's like, oh, fuck. Uh, Grogu, we have to go see Bo-Katan. Yeah. And everyone's like, shit, Bo-Katan. Cool, okay. Cool, cool. And then, okay, uh, uh, Grogu, what are you doing? Nothing? You want to go see Luke Skywalker? <laughs> And then everyone's pumped. I mean, I can't even wait for some of the cameos that they're going to have with cool Star Wars characters. Yeah. It's a flaw. It's flawless. It's fucking <laughs> a cool looking badass guy played by, uh, what's the guy? I can't think of his name. Pedro today. Pascal. Pedro Pascal. Well, it's not really though. It's well, some it's random just, fucking dude in yeah, armor and, and voiced by him. <laughs> All he, I think he does it from his iPhone at home. Probably. Like, <laughs> Pedro Pascal voices this badass like fighter who cares deeply about the cutest character you've ever seen who has force powers and Love they that. and they just meet up with interesting people that you've heard of from Star Wars it's the it's it's absolutely undefeated <laughs> at this point and so they're like hey let's spend 45 well, the longest episode they've ever had i think <laughs> on, away from all of it on some people being like yeah those cookies were pretty good remember yeah. those cookies oh yeah, I know, man. I know. I, I get it. And it's just wildly inconsistent. I mean, this was as bad as the Bill Burr episode almost for me. And I like Bill Burr. It was yeah, so it was that level bad. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, right. we'll move on. I ho- I'm sure next week will be awesome. And we'll be like texting like, holy shit, the show's back. I, I mean, they must have watched it and been like, fuck, we can't have another bad episode. <laughs> They're like, ship it. Yeah, they're going to be like, put in, uh, it's Han Solo alive? Yeah. <laughs> if not, he should be. We need him. Um, okay, how about this? Uh, I think we're calling it Put the Rewatch on a Pedestal? Yeah. Um, put the Podcast on a Pedestal. Okay, that's better. Yeah, I mean, it's got a little bit of alliteration, and, you know, <laughs> if we're replacing the original word. <laughs> put the Podcast on a Pedestal. We watched Old School. We sure and did. I was really excited about this. Um, had old to school. rent it, unfortunately. Yeah, I had to rent yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love old school. I loved it. I, I and loved I love it, and I loved it. And I know that some of it was nostalgia, but some of it was so fucking funny that I'm like, no, this movie's just great. Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple hot takes right off the bat. Okay. This is Will, Will Ferrell's best movie. It is, and it's his best character, because he is so, he's just like an everyday guy, which is what he's done best. He's, it's, he, all his whole performance is like pretty dry. He's so funny in this movie. I, I actually think like Will Ferrell, uh, I would say he's, I think he's a little overrated. Um, sure. Okay. I think he's really good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. But like, I think people think he's like Chris Farley or something. Right. And he, he's a little overrated. Not in this movie. In this movie, this is him at his absolute peak and i i think it's kind of before he blew up right i think this is before this is he doesn't need to be an elf he doesn't need to be no you know all these wacky he doesn't need to be a silly anchor man whatever he's just a dude he's just just a a funny fucking guy yeah he kills this movie he absolutely takes it over um i I also think this is one of the best roles for vince vaughn Mm -hmm. I love this character for him. Yeah, just be kind of an asshole. He's just kind of an asshole. He's got so many like zinger one-liners in this. I I think that this was like a movie that they nailed the cast in a comedy better than most comedies. Mm -hmm. And that's why this movie feels like it kind of stands the test of time more than other movies from this time. And it wasn't like in Eurotrip where like a lot of the humor was, you know, they had to say like the R slur or whatever. Like this was relatively 
clean. It wasn't. Yeah. Maybe the only thing that was a little awkward was like, you know, the main character Luke Wilson guy hooks up with like I guess a high schooler. Yeah, that was a that lot. was a little uncomfortable, but it also was like he didn't try to do that. You know, like they yeah. kind of explained that he wasn't okay with that. Um. But otherwise, like, you know, it didn't really, like, offend the modern sensibilities that I apparently have as a woke motherfucker. Okay, so people asked us to do our, our like, our favorite line of the movie. Yeah. So I think mine, I, I don't know if anyone else feels the same as me. I might be the only person, but I think this scene is, like, peak comedy. Yeah. It's super dry. It's, like, not a huge memorable mo- moment. But it's like he gets this divorce, right? The people, mm-hmm. the the people come out of the closet. I'm here for the gangbang, all yeah. that stuff. And then he buys this, or he he rents this house, right, yes. right on a college campus. And then everyone's there, kind of like helping him move in. Will Ferrell shows up with a housewarming gift, yeah, and it's the bread maker. <laughs> and he's like, "Here you go, I brought you a little housewarming gift." And he's like, "Ah, actually, I got you this for your wedding." Yeah. And he's like, "This exact model." And he's like, this exact one. Yeah, that he goes. And he's like, I'm embarrassed. And he's like, I hope you like it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like peak comedy. I, I know it's not a huge line from the movie, but yeah. like to me, that is, it's like the funniest fucking, just like he's re-gifting a wedding gift to the guy. It's perfect. All the funniest. I, I So I, I just jotted down a quick list of the funniest scenes, right? Because yeah. we're going to do that too. And uh, looking back, they all have Will Ferrell. They all do because he's okay. perfect in the So, um, you know, the so good once it hits your lips yeah. and like the whole Home Depot thing. Home I Depot, mean, like yep. if we have time, all that was so funny. And then like, you know, I thought they were in the, the tree, the trust tree with the yeah. nest. Yeah. Like, that's great. He's trying to figure uh, out what kind of panties she has on. And then we got the Sh- the Sean Williams Scott Trank dart for me is the funniest I, that's mine scene. Too. That's mine, too. I mean, it's with the slowdown, like, I love you, man. Like, that shit's so good. So, in that scene... And then I, Dust what, in the Wind. I was going to just finish I, with that. What yeah. I wrote down for the Trank Gun thing <laughs> is, uh, I said, Trank Gun to the neck. Um, and the best thing is, is he's, he's like... <laughs> He's looking at the gun. He's super impressed. Yeah. And then Sean William Scott says, they say it could puncture the skin of a rhino from... <laughs> pop. Pop. <laughs> like, he's, he's about to tell you a fact yeah. about that it could puncture the skin of a rhino from a long distance. <laughs> it shoots him in the neck. And he goes, oh, that's awesome. Right in the jugular. <laughs> Dude, it really was so funny. This movie is... And the ribbon dancing. I'll, okay, here's one oh, thing about this comedy. Yeah. How many comedies are funny for the first and second act, mm-hmm. and then they have so much plot that they need to tie they, yeah, up in like, the third that it's just sort of like... Why, what they're doing. What's you just like realize all of a sudden you've been watching for half an hour, and you haven't really laughed, yeah. and you don't also don't care that much because it's a comedy about the plot. This was like funny throughout. I mean, they had like the ribbon dancing and the debate scene and all that like competition they had to do as some of the last stuff, and yeah. it was great. It was great. I, I, okay, so here's here's my complaints about the movie. Okay. Meredith Grey. Yeah. It's just a nobody. She's, but same as like 40-year-old virgin, that like the actress. Like she, they're interchangeable. She's so dull though. She's yeah. she's so personalityless. The godfather would never go for her. Yeah, that's fair. You're she's, right. She's she's so boring. She's cute. I get she's it. She's cute. She's got no personality. She's yeah. she's absolutely a zero. They kind of blew it with the main character in general. Like Luke Wilson kind of sucks. Oh, I like him in this. Because he's he he can't be the he's funny the, guy though. Yes, he can. He's very he, he's he plays the, it very straight. He's the straight guy in this, and his friends are just fucking pandemonium. Yeah. And so like I think he does a pretty good job of like, I mean he's pra- he's 
by the end he's nearly playing um Tyler Durden. Yeah. By the end, he's I know, like, he's got, like, well, I think that like Fight Club came out before yeah, this. Yeah, Very influenced by them being at the diner and being like, the Godfather yes, doesn't yes. pay. And him, you're like, him, uh, him with the printing, with the copies, everyone wants to join. The, I know. The guy, the boss comes, he fucking tells the boss it's off. Super, it, it's super, when they wrote this, it was. He turns into Tyler Durden yeah. and I kind of like it. I mean, it's in a funny way. Right. Um, I And Vince Vaughn is his Tyler Durden, right? And yeah. he's unnamed protagonist. Yeah. yeah. I think that this movie is super funny. Yeah. Like I it's it's one of my three favorite comedies. Ooh. And I I was a little worried when we we started watching it that I was going to be disappointed. Me too. I was. I was like please don't be disappointed. I fucking love this movie. At least I think I, I do. I think I do. Exactly. And and I I wasn't. I wasn't let down. I thought this movie was awesome. How about really the good. fact that like in Eurotrip Super funny deleted and extra scenes mm-hmm. added during the credits. Same yeah. thing here. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. like the two like antagonists both kill each other. Oh, yeah. by the way, shout out to guest of the pod and friend of the pod, yeah. Craig Kilborn, yes. who was like perfectly hateable in this. Like awesome. Just did a great job. Oh, he was great. So he's, he crashes he's tall, his handsome Porsche and onto um, Jeremy. What's that guy's name? The uh, actor? Piven. Yeah, Jeremy Piven yeah, when they're gold. fly fishing. So they're they they both die in the end. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. I, I mean, like funny, funny deleted scenes. Dude, I would say that Jeremy Piven, um, his biggest problem is he can only be Ari Gold. Yeah, it's the only thing he ever did that was good. And I actually think he is maybe one of the weakest parts of this movie. He's just supposed to be he's unbearable. Just, he's so unbearable that it's like kind of like I kind of tuned him out. Kind of a drag. Yeah. yeah. But I thought the rest of this movie was awesome. You know, Blue, the recruits, all of it was fantastic. My boy Blue, Dust in the Wind when he's singing. <laughs> Dust I in mean, the Wind is so good. Um, is yeah. this funnier than Wedding Crashers or should we do that one too? We should do that next. Oh, I love We that. should do it next. Yeah, we should. It's another Wilson with uh, with Vince Vaughn. Yeah, um, Will Ferrell's also in it for a minute. Will Ferrell's also in Meatloaf. it. Um, I, going into all this, yeah. the movies I really thought I was going to love the most. Like if you would have said, what are your favorite comedies? I think I would have said Wedding Crashers 3, mm-hmm. Old School 2, and um, Superbad 1. Okay. Would have been my guess. Yeah. Will I feel that way? I don't know. Um, we should probably hit those. We should. We should hit those. I would have said those were my favorites. Um. Yeah. So my favorite, my favorite line was the regifting line. I know no one else in the world feels that way, but I. It think, was so funny. It's like, I, and then I he, love it. He, it's not as funny the second time when he gives it to the kid to the, for his yeah. birthday, but it just is a it's good nice gig. throwback, a, a, a gag. And then my favorite scene is for sure the trank to the neck. Just that whole part, I was giggling the whole time. Yeah. Like I really thought it was funny. I also like um when Will Ferrell uh, blows the team spirit part. Yeah. And then he's, we got we to gotta keep our composure. <laughs> and he's Fuck. banging the chair. Yeah. Um, they use that as a nice like sound bite on shit. I think I, that's funny. I really like any scene in a comedy where you can tell the people on set think it's funny. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of stuff. Like um, when we watched 40-Year-Old Virgin and they're waxing his chest. And they're and actually like, waxing They're it. all laughing. And like even in the scene, like you're kind of like... They're just laughing and just fucking around here. Yeah. Like, they're not even acting right now. They're just, like, hanging out as buddies, like, just thinking this is funny. Yeah. I That kind of stuff really hits home with me. And that was one of them. Yeah. So, I I think he's just, it was probably, like, I'm sure on set they were just thought that was classic. Dude, great movie. What's your... I mean, it's kind of weird to give Rotten Tomato scores to comedies. It's a little hard, but I I think... It's easier to rank them, maybe, and we'll do that, too, but what would you give this one? 
I think I would give this movie a 92. Okay. I, I gave it an 88. I really liked this movie. It's I, the highest rated yet. Yeah. I give it a 92. Um, It's a little hard because it is true. It, it's comedy about the funny. It's not about... It's not like an Apatow movie where they do try to focus so much on the characters. It's just like, this is just fucking funny, dude. Yeah, I, I think we should watch Wedding Crashers next. Okay. Because I do think that that would be a nice test of another like pretty like well fleshed out comedy that's like kind of got a big budget behind it. I feel it like too. it finally has like at least a believable female lead yeah. with Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Like I get it in this one, so I can't wait. So that's next week? Yeah, I think so. Oh my god, I'm psyched. All right, so uh before we get out of here, let's uh head over to Hang It or Bang It. Okay. Okay, do you want to start with uh Hang It or Bang It? What do you want to start let's with? Let's start with Bang It. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go first. Yeah, you go. All right, bang it. This is not exciting, but this is something everyone will agree with. Mm. Uh, bang it, the automatic code on your phone. Okay? Okay. So, Oh, yeah. Oh. What a great feature. <laughs> you have to put, like, you get an email, and it says we're going to send you a code. You wait for it. You get a text for something. Yeah. Boom, you wait. You click it right on your phone. It punches the code right in. No it says, would you like to grab this code oh, from this? And yes. you go, yeah, I yes, would. I really I would. would. Yeah. Wow. It's a beautiful, whoever came up with that, I hope they're insanely rich. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. It's so beautiful. It makes everyday life easier. I love this. Bang it. I just love multi-factor authentication in general. I know it takes an extra step, but mm-hmm. that makes it actually it makes easy. It like easy and doable. I like that one. Mm-hmm. That's a deep cut. Um, okay. So we're doing bang it. Um, pitchers at bars. Ooh, yeah. And where did they go? Yeah. When they're around? I mean, why wouldn't you want to yep. spend $8 for mm-hmm. four beers or whatever it might oh, be? Absolutely. Like four or five years. Dude, and like they're harder to find now. Oh, yeah. I went to Wisconsin with some friends. Yeah. They had, I think it was four or five dollar hams pitchers. That's beautiful. Oh, that's I what mean, I'm talking the about. The number of hams pitchers that we bought. <laughs> and then I like, I'd get to like, I'd go up there. I'd be like, I'll have four. Ham's pitchers, and they'd be like sixteen dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, dude, what? I live in Northeast Minneapolis, so like, that's, that's two beers. I'm like, that's I'm, wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting. I like, was like tipping the shit out of them. They were like, "Who are these city folk?" Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Uh, you don't see them enough, but when you do, you know, it's just easier, dude. Like, hey, I'll grab this pitcher. Mm-hmm. You grab that mm-hmm. pitcher. It's beautiful. Yeah, bang yeah. It. So that that's bang it, man. All right, hang it. What do you got? Every company. Um, asking you to round up for charity. Oh, unacceptable. I fucking hate it. I say no, and I feel I say no now. every time. Um, I used to say yes all the time. Right. Um, but what I realized is, is these motherfuckers are just taking your money, and then they're using it as a tax write-off. Yes. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck Donate these companies. Donate your own money. I, I'm sorry. I am a charitable person. So all of you being like, oh, he doesn't like charity. No, fuck. I love charity. Charity's great. Yeah, you donate. I, I donate money to all different types of causes. I'm constantly doing things like that. GOP, PAC, CPAC. <laughs> C- <laughs> no. No, no, not that. I mean, exactly. I wanted to just let the joke ride, but like, I You're can't. You're like, actually, There's let's like clarify. three people who are going to be They'd like. be like, wait a minute. Okay, definitely not. Um, not that I donate to the DFL either, but <laughs> no, maybe I a don't. nice. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> But no, for real, fuck all these companies. I don't want to go through a drive-thru and have them be like, it's always about kids, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you want to donate? For the do you want to round up for kids? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll just do it my fucking self. Now give me yeah. my food. This it's is like, some bullshit. You're doing this as a tax write-off, you rich company. You're, I mean, you're asking people that are going to Taco Bell for dinner to pay 
for to help these kids. You help yeah. the fucking kids. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not Taco Bell. I'm yeah. just a guy. <laughs> and the thing is, I'm a is guy like, who eats like, Taco like, Bell. Here's the thing: at Taco Bell, are they matching? I don't know. I don't think so. They're, they don't say that. I think that. they're just donating my money to charity. Yeah, no, that's what they're doing. I don't doing. think they're doing shit themselves. I don't think yeah. they're donating a cent. So I'm never doing it again. And if you are a person who constantly falls into that trap, fuck maybe, these companies. Maybe you can be free. and Save your money. Don't feel bad. Don't let them shame you. It's some high school kid. That kid doesn't care. Do not donate the money for these companies. Donate it yourself. The yeah. money will actually go to a better cause. And it won't be just some tax write-off for someone rich. I love it. Boo. I think you're totally right. Hang it. Hang it. Um, okay, I got one here. Um, I'm sick of uh, social media, the NBA, the NBA posting almost dunks. No, what? Do you feel this? I don't even know. Almost dunks. So they'll have a huge post to be like, John Morant, what if this went in? And it's <laughs> like, yeah, he jumped over somebody, did a backflip and and boffed the dunk at the last <laughs> second. It's like, that's not as a highlight. That's a low light. It didn't work out. You missed the dunk. You haven't seen these? It's like they go viral for like a big athletic almost dunk. And I'm so over it. And it's usually John Morant because he, you know, attempts to jump over everybody. It usually doesn't work out. Um, no, I, I don't, I haven't seen this, but that's pathetic. Um, I think in general, the, the league, mm. um, social media accounts are kind of bogus. Yeah. Cause they glorify bad behavior. Um, or like things that aren't right, and then they punish the people for them. Mm, They'll be like, yeah. Alexander Madison, look at him shaking his butt. What a funny player he is. And then they're like, they, We also find him 40,000. Yeah, we find him 40,000 for being inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> but we do like the attention. Yeah, so I, I just feel like, you know what? If you don't make the dunk, it doesn't need to be a highlight. It's not a highlight if you don't fucking complete the play. Yeah, what if this happened? It didn't. I don't want to see it again. That's exactly right. Thank okay. you. All right, guys, that is it. That's all the time we have this week on the Nordies Podcast. Go back, check out our sports cast. We talked all about the Vikings' big moves. We talked go for hockey. We talked about the resurgent wild. We talked all about basketball and the Timberwolves. It was a great episode, so go check all that out. And otherwise, thank you guys for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nord East Podcast. Mm-hmm.